I want to welcome you to this wonderful uh, uh, platform that the Lord has created for us all. And I'm thankful to God for great people like you to tune in to hear the word of the Lord uh, today. Today is the 26th of the 9th of 2021. We are almost getting closer and closer uh, to the end of the year. Well, nobody knew what would happen, but this year has been a very interesting one with great joy, with some sorrows and all kinds of um, challenging going on all over the world. Uh, some of the people in this world have experienced the hand of God still working in our lives. Last few, few, week, a few days ago, I posted on our platform, 6,000 people accepting Jesus Christ in this 2021. 6,000 people. When I posted the thing, it was only 14 hours old. 14 hours old. So it wasn't even a day's old a message that I posted to you. 6,000 people in Venezuela, or I don't know how to pronounce, but Venezuela, I hope I pronounced it, I pronounced it correctly. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, my teachers. <laughs> Where's my teacher, um, Senam? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sarah is one of She's here. Teachers, She's so. here. Yeah. So, and 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 those six thousand people went for baptism, you know, and and it was such a joy. And those area in those Venezuela, those areas, they they, they have. There are some places that is a no go zone for human. You know, if a dog goes there, it's all right. But if you human being, you pass through that area and you do not belong to either. A, um, a club or um, a fraternity or a cult or some some sort of something you you, they, you are dead that's it you you can't come back alive you know so uh, because you all you have to be protected by God and and amazingly the spirit of God could arrest such people and be able to touch the heart of men and six thousand people have come to say to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So in this time and in this day uh, uh, that we are in, the Lord is still doing great and mighty things in our midst every day. And I want to encourage every one of you, wherever you are, that you are praying for anyone. If you are praying for the souls of men, if your desire is to see the, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the reaching out to everyone in this world, guess what? Your prayer is taking great effect in countries, not only in your small environment, but rather countries are really benefiting from your uh, blessings. Hallelujah. Iran is also seeing a lot of inflow of Christians where <laughs> there is a strong spirit. I posted something also on our platform, a deliverance that was going on about the spirit of Persia that was resting in a woman and, and was telling us what was happening in Iran and how they, the reason why Christians are killed quickly. If you are a Christian, they, they, they will do anything to kill you. They will do anything to kill you quickly so that you either renounce your faith or you, you, you get, you, get you, you die. They kill you, they slaughter you like a, a chicken or a, a goat or something, you know, so that the gospel will not spread. But funny enough, the more they do that, the more the gospel is spreading, you know. I, I, I was listening to a testimony of two girls that were imprisoned and they were praying and all that because they shared the gospel. They were sharing gospel to people's doors. You know, they posted it to people quickly. So through that, people began to get the gospel going on all over there in Iran. And, and they were put in prison for years. And then the Pope, 
uh, got involved and, and almost like the, the whole Christian communities across the world, everybody got involved and they were pushing them. The government could not do much to kill them this time because they knew that they were still alive. You know, so the letters were coming in. They had more letters than the government themselves, the government of Iran, the whole of Iran. Those two girls had more letters coming to support and encourage them in the prison than the whole country put together. Their letters come to the country, you know, so the government couldn't do much. Um, I think within, a, I think a couple of years later, they had to let them go. They had to release them. And then they went back to America for Bible school and all that. So they are still there and they are still contacting the people in Iran. So people of God, a lot is happening in our world now. And, and, and I want to say this to assure anyone that is listening to me today, if your faith in God is being troubled because of any challenge that's going on around you or any situation that you are encountering today, I want you to know that God is still on your side. Hallelujah. The Lord God Almighty, he's still on our side. We, we are not left alone to only face the elements of this world or the wrath of the enemy, the anger of the wicked one, no. But God is still on your side. His hand is still upholding us even through the storms of this life. Amen. There may be some challenges, some difficulties going through your life, but please do not be scared of those things because they are part of the journey of the Christian work. It's part of our journey. If it is a challenge of need, of a need, it is part of your Christian journey. If it is a, part, a, a challenge of, of financial insufficiencies and all that, it is all part of the Christian journey because all these things, solutions will come. I'm saying what the solution from the Lord will do what come to the faith, the saints, if only we can get standing or grounded in the Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. If only we can desire to know more of him so that we can be fully and well established in him. And that is what I'm going to talk about today. That is being fully persuaded in God, fully persuaded in God. Amen. In, in, in our Christian work, as we see it, it is not always on a silver platter as most uh, platforms or uh, pulpits have preached to us. Uh, for us to think that being a child of God, you should be able to gain everything quickly and, and easily on, on the silver platter. The moment you snap your finger, you see a bowl of rice with nice uh, garnish of uh, everything is on there for you for your breakfast before you even think of breakfast. With the moment you need a, a financial support, you snap your finger and then your account is full. And then all you can open your, your suitcase and just pounds are dropped in there in bills. And then you, you take them out to go and do your, your shopping as you desire. No, it's not always like that. And again, God can also make all those kind of provisions available unto the saints. If only we understand who we are in him. And we know how far we are willing to go with him. And we understand who he is to us. All these things helps us to be able to gain mastery in some of these challenges that goes on in our lives. So persuasion is very important when it comes to a child of God or a saint of God or someone who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. You've got to move beyond the level of accepting him to the place of being uh, 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 persuaded in him. 
Yes, that's the right way I can use. Being persuaded in persuasion does not come because somebody has been forced to believe. Persuasion does not come because somebody has been tricked to understand or to be able to accept what somebody's beliefs or trust or confidence systems are, no. But persuasion comes when you yourself have come to the realization and the knowledge of what you have believed in. It becomes part of your life and part of your belief system, part of your confidence and part of your everything so that nothing in this world is able to, to, to draw you away from what you know. For example, if somebody comes to tell me that there is nobody called McCarthy Ajari uh, anywhere uh, in this world, and the person came to me and, and told me, mentioned my name, my age, my everything and all that, and he says that, and, and does not know that I am in existence. And yet he came to me and to speak to me directly that I don't know and I don't believe that there, somebody told me that somebody is called McCarthy Ajari somewhere and he is this and that and that and all that. And he came to tell me that he does not believe that me, I do exist. What will I say? What do you think that I will say? I will just laugh and maybe walk away or if I don't want to have any argument with a person or I may want to help the person to understand that, listen, you don't have to trouble about that. It is me. You remember Jesus Christ meeting this young uh, woman at the well who was struggling with a uh, relationship, trying to find a true place of worship and a true understanding of worship and everything. And then guess what? Jesus Christ introduced himself onto her, onto her in, 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 in Luke chapter six and, 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 and thereabout. By the time she realized that, yes, Jesus was the Messiah, guess what? She could not stand there anymore. But the Bible says that she ran straight into the city and began to speak to the, the men. Listen, she did not go to the women, but rather the men, because they were the people that were troubling her. And she thought that she could get solace or understanding about who this Messiah would be. And yet none of those men, five of them, none of them could help her to understand who this Messiah is. And even the worship of the Most High God could not understand. But when Jesus was, was, was exposed to her and she understood who Jesus was right there in that short space of time, instantly she was able to win the whole city. And guess what? All the men of the city of Samaria followed her to Jesus Christ. People of God, that is how um, persuasion comes into being. It is when you yourself have had a personal encounter with the Most High, then it builds your faith and confidence in Him to a point where even He decides to hit you. You will still trust Him. As Job would say, though He slays me, yet will I trust Him that at the end of it all, I will still see the glory of the Master. So in all situations and conditions that we see ourselves, I only paraphrase, so it's not the exact statement in the book of Job chapter 9. It's not the exact statement. So people of God, it is your understanding and the place of your trust and belief in God that will build your persuasive grace in you to be able to stand in the face of challenges. Amen. I want us to read a scripture in Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Please, if you can put it there for me, I'll be grateful. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Moshandre to sabio kamahande e preto adikena to sabrandia. 
And this is the statement of the Apostle Paul speaking here for us to know how far he has gone in God. And the Bible says that there were so many challenges that went on with this man of God. It, 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 it was amazing to let you know that he was given whips. In those days, they would not give you 40 lashes because they thought that giving you 40 lashes was sin because it broke a man and your soul and they would rather want to preserve your soul. So they will give you up to 39. So it was a regulation. So they whip you if you are giving somebody a whip. They give you 39 and leave you the spare of one, 40 lashes. So they didn't get to 40. And this was the statement of the man of God after a series of challenges, series of disappointments, a series of attacks on his life that all that he did and everything that he did to bring the church down after the encounter on the road of Damascus and the Lord spoke to him and told him personally that you are the one that is persecuting me and from that time on the Lord had an encounter with him and he began to walk with the Lord and Ananias prayed for him he got his sight back and the Lord spoke to him that I'm going to use you in this end time and everything and he began to write whatever information the Lord gave him these are some of the statements that came to him after he had had a personal encounter with God and now knowing who God was to him. And these are the statements he said. And let's read what he says. That who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sorrow? Let's do 36, please. It is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long, and we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. From the, can you imagine the things that the brother is speaking out here over uh, for our hearing? He says that there is nothing, whether the things that, which are present, angels, beating, death, life. You talk about what? Principalities or powers, demons or anything. He says that there is nothing that can separate him from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. He had gotten to the point of absolute persuasion in God that nothing takes him by surprise anymore. There is nothing that can change his thinking about who God was to him. That if, if, if the world will go away on one path, he now decides that he is going to stand alone as a lone soldier in the midst of any kind of tribulation, any kind of persecution, any kind of challenge, any kind of shame, any kind of hunger, any kind of pain. He was willing to stand in the gap for the defense of the gospel because of the love of Christ in him. I wonder if you and I, where we stand, we can believe God to the max. If God would rather strip everything away from us than for us to stand alone, naked. I wonder if we will still trust him. If he took everything away from us and we will be left with nothing and from zero, would you still be trusting God? 
would your love for Jesus Christ will still be intact if he has taken every bit of covering and protection from you just as he did for Job. And there was nowhere this brother could gain his strength back and yet he still kept his integrity in the love of God. How far can we stand when challenges hit our doors and we don't have any help? And everybody says that it's because of the things that you did. Yeah, your, your faith in God has weakened. Your confidence in God has weakened. Maybe, maybe your sin is now speaking to you. That is why you are getting these lashes on your back. Can we be willing to continue to hold on in our confidence in our God? Can we be, be able to stand? to hold on to our faith in God. What will determine the level of our stretch when we are willing to go through the, the pressure? People of God, these are some of the things that helps us to keep going if we are persuaded in God. Hallelujah. Persuasion in God. I've got about 10 of those. That will help us if you can write them down. Number one, persuasion in God can help us to draw a line between us and any other obstacle that exists to threaten our faith. Persuasion in God can help us to draw a line between us and any other obstacle that can threaten or can, can put a kind of a scare to our faith. And the Bible says in Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 and 18, that these three brothers, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they were caught up in that mess where their faith in God and their ability to say, yes, I'm believing in God and I'll stay in God and I'll trust in God and whatever it was, they are willing to stay put no matter what. And then the king says that those who are not respecting the laws of respecting me, you're going to be burned to fire. You understand, you know the story. And the Bible says that these were the statements the brothers said to this man of God. It says that, listen, if our, we know that our God is able to deliver us, but even if he does not come and deliver us this time, we are still willing to hold on to our faith and our trust in him. And we will not bow down to you. Amen. We will not bow. We have seen people in this day and age where others have lost their jobs because of their faith in Christ. Others have lost the position that they occupy in their source of income because of Christ, that they have believed and their faith in Christ. I don't know what may come to you. Maybe after today, I don't know what may come your way. I was dealing with a young lady who lost a husband in a very prime age, very young man, well doing very well building a very strong portfolio of financial um, 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 standing in Ghana. And, and, and this girl also building a very powerful worship, um, I mean, um, um, group. And everything was going well for her. And all of a sudden, from nowhere, all of a sudden, in three days, the husband said, my head, my head. And then by the time they realized he was in the mortuary. And now the husband was being buried. Two weeks later, they buried the husband. Now she realized that she's also pregnant with two kids in the, in the stomach. She's pregnant with twins, with no husband, uh, one child and two kids coming on the way. And now the father is also dead, the mom is gone, and there's nobody to support her as a family member. And all of a sudden her faith in God, now as a worshiper, shattered and wondering why, what went wrong? What has gone wrong with me? What didn't I do well that God would take my husband? The only man that I know, the only source of my 
my strength and my confidence in God and my help and everything. Why has he been taken away all of a sudden like that? And how am I going to cope with this pregnancy and also a child that is coming? How am I even going to take care of them? I'm not working. I don't have a job. I don't have a job. And she was broken and truly broken. If I say broken, But for Ketsi purpose, I'll keep it this way, that she was really broken. And I took some time to be with her in conversations, in chats and everything and all that. And she expressed her feelings, just as Job would do. You know, she expressed her feeling too. Sometimes some of them very extreme. If I say extreme, very, very extreme to a point where she, her heart was really, really against God. Really against God because she, she believed that if God was for her, at least, if nothing at all, to preserve the husband. If mom is gone, mom is dead. If dad is gone, dad is dead. And the family has ostracized her and she's alone. And the only source of her comfort and confidence was in the husband. And the husband loved him, her very well. And, and they, have, they, have, they are building a strong, beautiful family together. And it's a pretty young woman. And now considering herself to be a single mother with three kids coming and no job, nothing to support, no family to support, nothing to support. And she'd be on her own and still trying Trusting God and asking God what went wrong, and there's no answer. Nobody understands what's going on. People of God, when you get to that point, then what speaks for you is your persuasion in God. How far you have believed and your trust in God is. Yes. Yes. When all that covers you has been stripped naked, and you are standing against the, the, the challenges of this world, that is when your faith in God is truly tested. The church, we have heard all these soft preachings for a long time. But now, I want us to walk a little bit further in him. Begin to seek more of him. So that this world becomes not only a, a, a place of just your existence to transition to the other world, but rather a place of also enjoying the little ambience of God's glory, even though it may not seem to be what you are desiring for, but your still confidence in God will still hold strong in the midst of the storms. Number two, persuasion becomes the wind to undergird the sail of our faith in God. And also all the promises of God through the outskirts of, of, of their imagination. Sometimes it does not support us, but our persuasion in God, it becomes like wind to undergird the seal of our faith in the promises of our God. Romans chapter 4, verse 19, the Bible says that Abraham, being not weak in faith, considered not his body weak also not being dead. You know, the Bible says that he even still believed in God. He was fully persuaded whatever God has promised, he will surely bring it to pass. Romans chapter 4, verse 19 to 21. That persuasion in God our confidence and assurance in God's goodness towards us or who God is to us, it becomes like a wind that helps to undergird our faith in the midst of challenges uh, and all the promises of God to us. It helps us to hold it together. Sometimes you can run to zero, but because of your persuasion in God, that faith in God does not change. So Abraham says that, I still believe that he will do it. Yes, 
Though the womb of Sarah, my wife, is dead and my body is also dead, the Bible says that I still, he still believed God, that God would surely come to him. And it happened for him. Hallelujah. Number three, persuasion keeps the flame of hope, of redemption burning, even, even if God tarries at his coming. Persuasion, persuasion in God, it keeps the flames of hope burning, even when God tarries at his coming. If God delays coming to see you, coming to save you, coming to help you, that hope that you have in him, the persuasion grace that you have, it becomes like a flame that bears, keeps the, the hope burning alive so that God comes through for you. In Job chapter 19, verse 24, uh, 25, says that, I know that my Redeemer lives, that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. He says, I know that my Redeemer lives, that he shall stand at the latter day. So God will surely come, no matter how late he may be to me, no matter how far he will be delayed, I'm still waiting and standing on his promises. So persuasion becomes the flame that keeps your hope alive and keeps it burning for you. Number four, persuasion becomes like a balm to ease off the pains of suffering because some of these challenges that we see in our life, it becomes like a suffering. If you are having sickness, disease in your body and you've been casting out this foul spirit and be battling it and it's still hammering you and, and things are not giving you peace to be able to stand on your feet and you are still baffling, buffeting and fighting and everything. Listen to this. Persuasion in God becomes like a balm that is of the pains of suffering and the confidence assurance of not losing any benefit in God's promises. Persuasion in God, that is what he does to us. It becomes like a balm to heal of the pain to ease up the pressure. Look at how Job would go through what he went through with all the physical, let's talk about the emotional, but the physical uh, balls that came onto his skin and to weaken his standing in society and to bring him to a place where dogs were the ones that kept him comfort by licking the wounds of his body. And that was the place of his comfort, the licking of the wounds, because it was so sore that no man could help out, including the wife. And all kids were not there because they were all dead. And yet he had kept on faith and he kept on in the hopes that one day God will do. And that his confidence in the Lord became like a balm to ease off the pains of his suffering and also give him a sense of confidence in the assurance that everything that God has given to him, he will never lose it, though he has lost it all. So if you read Job 42, the Bible says that he gained everything back, even in double, more than what he had before by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Second Timothy uh, chapter 1 and 2, uh, I will talk about this. Says, For this call also, I suffer these things. Nonetheless, I'm not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him against that day. This apostle speaking to us today. Hallelujah. How far have you been persuaded in the Lord your God that we talk about? 
There are so many things that sh shakes us very easily as children of God, very, very easily, people's opinions, people's actions, um, all kinds of stuff. And I have been always been, been grateful to God for every single challenge that I've seen and I've gone through, you know, and, and all those things, so long as it's for me personally, as a, as a challenge to me personally. Now I have developed a character and an attitude to know that out of these things, the Lord is using it to either train me, to build me up, or to give me a sense of understanding in him or my environment. So these things helps me to know more about my God that I have seen and I have believed. So I don't take for granted every challenge that comes my way because these things helps me to even understand my faith in God. Hallelujah. Amen. Number five, number five, number five. Persuasion in God helps us to build purpose in us. Purpose. Yeah. Persuasion, your persuasion in God, it helps to build. There are people without purpose, you know. Others are moved by the wind of other people's understanding and their opinion. So when people are doing something wrong and instead of them correcting the situation, they would rather say, oh, because of their position or their standing, oh, your pastor is doing something wrong and you cannot tell the pastor there and you are chicken out or you are trying to become a cozy and all that. But guess what? When you face these things and because of your trust in him, it helps you to build purpose because of your persuasion. It helps you to build purpose, to be able to stand against some things that you know that it's not right. You stand against them. And if they are not willing to change, you move away because you know who God has called you. And then you can do what he has called you to do according to his purpose. So persuasion in God helps to build purpose in us. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says that, and we know that all things work together for good to them that, have, that love God and to them who are called or they're called according to his purpose. Amen. So persuasion in God that you know that have been called by God, it helps to build purpose in you. Number six, persuasion also builds an unwavering confidence in our God's ability to perform on our behalf. It helps to build an unwavering confidence in our God's ability to do or to act on our behalf. Yes. Yes. You know for sure. You know for sure that whatever it takes, the Lord will come through. Yes. And so first summer chapter 17, 20, uh, 36, David brought a CV that does not match the job description on the platform at the time in front of King Saul. And yet he used that, he used God. <laughs> I like that. Every time I look at it, I love it. And I love, I, I love. I said, wow, how could you use killing of an animal as a way of being able to stand before a giant whose armor bearer alone carries one spear to be able to fight? A giant who is way taller than you, taller than everybody. And guess what? Thousands of army men could not face one man, just one man. And the moment he gets up out of his feet and shout, hey, where are the Israelites? Where are those who want to fight? Come here, I'm willing to fight. Guess what? Everybody begins to run, including the king who has been trained and they know that he's a best uh, fighter. He's running, everybody's hiding out. And the young man says that I'm able to face this giant on my own. Because I know the Lord God who is with me. 
And so the Bible, out of that, the Bible says that he approached the, uh, Goliath and spoke to him. You know, I love the way David would go. And these are some of the things I pray that we all begin to develop. If our confidence in God is fully matured, these are the things I pray that it begins to develop in us, that we go and face challenges squarely right in front of it because of the name of Christ at stake. You face them. And, decide, and determine that, listen, whatever it is, I'm prepared to win this battle. And I, because we, we start from a winning perspective, if only you know your God, and that's the place you begin your journey as a battle or as a fight in any circumstance, you will stand on a winning platform and begin to work your way out there. And so when we will stand in, as David will come and fight him with just a sling and a stone. So what is the, the Goliath will look at it and say, am I a dog? that you will select this young boy, an infant, to come and stand before me, who is a seasoned animal, uh, a fighter. <laughs> and you are asking me, am I an animal? And indeed, he considered himself to be an animal in the sight of David. And from that point, David said, yes, today, you will be, become one of those animals that you are even talking about. And indeed, it happened. You know the story. It is out of persuasion in who his God is and the ability of the past experience of what God has done for him, that has given him a confidence to face a Goliath that he had no clue about. He had no clue about. Persuasion, that is what it does to us. Number seven, persuasion in God also helps to kill the sting of fear and death in us persuasion in God. It helps to kill that sting of fear and death in our soul. Psalm 23 says that, yea, though I walk through the valleys of shadows of death, I shall fear no evil because the rod and the staff of the Lord will always be what? Be his comfort. So people of God, our persuasion in God, it kills the sting of fear. It kills the sting of death. So you and I, we are not scared to die anymore. We are not scared to face anybody because so long as you know that God is on your side in every matter, even though you may be in fire, you know, in, in the Bible says in Isaiah 43 and, and, and there about, it says that even though you walk through fire, I will be there. You walk through the water, it says that it will not open, we will not be drowned in it. You will not be killed by the fire. The Lord himself shall be with us wherever we are. It is all because we have had a sense of persuasion of maturity in who our God is to us. Your persuasion in God, it kills the sting of death and also fear. Number eight, persuasion also builds an open access for resources to the believer. An open access of resources to the believer. Persuasion in God, it builds an open access to the resources of a believer. Anything that we need in life is in God our Lord. And therefore, if somebody decides to close a door to you that he will not give you this, or I will not endorse you on this, guess what God will do? <laughs> guess what God will do? By the time they realize you are up there, because the Lord who knows how to open doors in places where there is no door. The Bible says that he makes ways in deserts where there is no way and rivers in places where there is no water. That's the kind of God I'm talking about. And if it's in the same God that you are believing, then he can open access unto you in places where you do not have access of any kind of resources. He will open a door. 
I was, I was, I was forced to stay home for a couple of days. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to turn. And then I don't, I have, I have, I have to, I have to tell you this truth. In my freezer now, I can live on my freezer for the for the next three months without going out. Yeah, that is how far it's in here. It's tough in here by the grace of God. But interestingly, situation happened that I needed resources from outside for the sake of the kids. And I was sitting down and I was just, um, I didn't know, I wasn't praying. And then I picked up a phone and I called the brother. I said, look, I, I need you to get me this and that. Can you get it for me? He said, no, no worries. I'll get it to you. And I thought that, it, well, after a couple of hours, it wasn't coming. And I thought, let me sleep. And I was lying down. I wanted to pray. I couldn't pray at the time. I just wanted to pray, but I couldn't pray. And I was just messing about going up and down the living room, back down to the uh, bedroom up. Uh, like, and all of a sudden, uh, the brother calls, I'm, I'm behind your door, so please uh, open up. And then everything came and all the resources, I mean, more than what I asked for, you know. And guess what? Has sustained me till now. And I'm so thankful to God in all these things that God is able to open an avenue of resources that someone was saying, oh, at least this, somebody like from here could have, and I said, look, no, no, no. Let's not go there. The one that the Lord touched my heart to do was to call this brother to be able to drop this for me. And then it happened. And guess what? Everything that I needed and more, I mean, I'm saying more came. So I want to tell you that if you're on this platform today and you feel that you are inadequate or you want something in life, let the Lord that you have believed in be your source. And he will guide you and direct you to the right place for you to get what you need in life. So our persuasion in God, it opens that resources of anything that we need in him. It opens that for us. And then we can obtain what we need, whether it's financial resources, whether it's material resources, any help that we need. I was in need of something for my business and I was struggling. I mean, to all the way to China, others gave me opportunities to connect with people in China and everything. And I was praying and praying and praying. I said, Lord, I need a way out at a very reasonable rate. And a very this, and I was just trying to beat things down. Guess what? The Lord somebody within you know that's why i always say that there is always something there for you that god can use to be of a blessing to you that somebody who has been with me on this journey of business all of a sudden i can even get access to this place for me to get this time for you by the time i realized what i was paying for in china for one item now i have got five or six no yeah six and a half items that i'm paying the same amount maybe even 30 pounds less for five items of, I mean, that is what God can do. And this is no more. And now I've got the thing, how do I get it here? And I was just contemplating and scratching my head and I'm praying and praying and all that. All of a sudden, somebody told, I, I have access to this uh, company who can bring it to you at this rate. And I consider the race and I compare it. And it, I mean, it is just amazing how God can open access unto us in that small split faith that we have with him. He can open those things for us if only we can trust him. Hallelujah. 
Amen. People of God, our God, he knows us more than we do know ourselves. So let us trust him. Let us believe in him. Let us seek for way, more ways and means to know him even more. By so doing, it helps to ground or cement our confidence in him. And that's the place of faith or persuasion in him. Hallelujah. Number nine, our persuasion also creates the path of grace. Persuasion in God creates the path of grace in God. Hallelujah. In all sufficiency in God. Let me take it again. Persuasion creates the path of grace of sufficiency in all good works towards the saints. Our persuasion in God, it creates the path of grace of sufficiency in all good works towards the saints. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 says that, and God is able to make, make all grace abound towards you, that you will always have all sufficiency in all things, uh, may abound to every good work. So whatever you need to do uh, to make your life easy in God, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, says that God is able to make grace abound in great sufficiency towards you in every good way. And the last one that I want to share with you, and the final one in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, is that persuasion in God builds confidence and faith for divine performance regardless. For divine performance regardless. So persuasion in God builds confidence and faith for divine performance regardless. And that's the last one I want to share with you today. I hope these thoughts will continue to sit with you. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, uh, Mr. Jacina has been gracious enough to write all those points down for you and I. You can take a snapshot of it on the scripture, on the screen, and keep it to yourself and keep reminding yourself with these scriptures. I have posted the scriptures on our platform already. So those of you who don't have the scriptures, uh, I'm willing to share it with you. You can send me a message, a test or something, and I'm willing to share with you. I think I'll post it on a general platform so that everybody gets it across the world, wherever is, is with me on, this, uh, on my mailing list or my test list. So people of God, this is what I want to share with you today, <clears throat> that your confidence in God will always build something positive for you in him. And God will not look onto you to make you lose out on any benefit in all his promises. Let's continue to hold on to the faith that we have believed in. Let's trust God in every situation of our life. And by so doing, he'll make things happen for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.